Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Because those things vary in time and space, and especially along the Gulf Coast of Florida where it's so uh, prone to dangerous storm surge. That's the National Hurricane Center uh, Director, Dr. Michael Brennan. You're going to hear from a lot and see that guy a lot today, the start of hurricane season. He's talking about, don't pay attention to categories. It can change. It can change rapidly. And he's right. And then they tell you don't follow the spaghetti models. I think they're off that. Oh, really? I think they're changing off that a little bit because even they have nationally recognized now Mike's weather page, SpaghettiModels.com. This is just a dude in Tampa who finally, it took one redneck dad, finally had a brilliant idea to just combine all the models into one page so we can all look at them. And, that's and the Hurricane Center finally said, you know what, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll listen to him. I've been following Mike for probably, I don't know, 10 years, oh, if not longer, 15 years. I don't care what they say, I will he's, always, always follow the models. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, and he's far better than most people. It's like, holy cow. That's great. Because, well, if you follow the cones, which they tell you you're supposed to do, I'm not knocking the cones, but... Uh, it, it like, I'll knock the cones. I'll take the hit. It's the whole state. I think it. I think the cones cause more panic than anything. Anything they do. The reason why they because they cover it because all possibilities of where the stone. That's a cartoon that covers an entire region. It I does. would rather see a model, projected models, many of them, and come down with a you know an average model to get a general idea of where the thing's going. Oh no, full of the models. Why not? I, they seem to know what they're doing, and they eventually all come to a consensus. You know, there's always be that stray one that's like way over here in the Gulf or way over here in the Atlantic. But for the most part, they all come together and they're usually right. But the, the, the irony is the European models are usually more accurate than our models. That's the good one. Yeah. yeah so but you take like, an average of all of them. It's, it's I, I don't know. I'd rather, I would much prefer spaghetti models than anything Me too. else. So. I mean, I don't know. I, I am pro-information and I am very much anti-hype. And I think I am anti-panic, and I think that I think the cone creates a lot of panic. It does, uh, but you know, if you're new to South Florida, uh, even ten years ago, I think they the best they could do was a, what seven days they could give you a warning that it was That's coming. About it. And now it's like they got it down to okay, we can tell you, and you know. Hourly, where it's going to hit. I mean, they're they're pretty good at where it's going. So. We'll talk to our meteorologist about this at nine thirty. Jennifer Correa from Channel Five. But uh, Dr. Michael Brennan said yesterday their tools this year they're implementing unbelievable. The increase in really in uh, efficiency in predicting these things. We're also implementing a new hurricane forecasting system or hurricane modeling system. That's going to introduce a couple of new models that we'll be looking at to improve our track and intensity forecasts. Very good. Wow, that's nice. Good stuff. Anytime they can tell you where it's going and you can get more prepared or you... I, 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 the only advice I would ever give anybody is, and I tell my kids this, they tell you to evacuate, get out. Don't mess with that. Don't exactly. mess with it because right. they know something that you don't know. They know that the st- it's and it's usually not the wind; it's the storm surge that does you in. That's right. So get out and you know take your dogs with you, your birds, your cats. Get, grab your animal shelters; will take you, or just head to a friend's house. Go to the other side of the state. Go north. Go south. Whatever you have to do, but don't stay. 
That's the worst thing you could possibly do. Just get out because then you're stuck. Then no one can come rescue you. Wow. And that's a horrible position to be in. Don't mess with it. So no. we are. our pledge to you is no hype, just prep. So as the start of season, we'll uh, talk to Jennifer at 930. Nice of her to take some time to talk to us. That's nice of her. So that's coming up. Mm-hmm. What are they we- saying? 12 to 17 name storms. I guess so. I don't want to ask her what you had brought up before. Apparently it's an El Nino year. Yeah. That should be good. Yeah, because El Nino, I think, makes the waters colder. Yeah. Is that what it is? And La Nina heats them up, and that's not good. And we've had La Nina like the past couple of years for a while, and, and now I think it's El Nino. Mm. So we'll find out when we talk to her. Well, we've got uh, feisty Ron DeSantis. In, uh, it took Iowa to bring it out of him. No, I think it took us saying he was, meh. <laughs> Come on, you got to get feisty, Ron. He has no je ne sais quoi. He's got nothing. He's got no stage presence. He needed to do something. He's listening to Jen on the app. You say that yesterday. He says, you know what? Yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to fire back. <laughs> so this was, it was a pretty good question, I thought. I don't know who it was from in Iowa, but it, it teed it up for him perfectly to fight back a little bit. And you're right, I think people were looking for this. So you talked about uh, changing your tone a little bit with former President Trump. I don't believe you mentioned him here by name tonight, but does this mean you're going to be a bit more aggressive with campaigning against him? So look, I'm gonna respond to uh, attacks. I mean, if, if you say Cuomo did a better job with COVID than Florida did, first of all, that's not what he used to say. This is like new, like six months ago, he would have never said that, right? He used to say how great Florida was. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship. Are you kidding me? That's, um, that's a good line. That's a, re- that's you know, a great some, line. Somewhere in Mar-a-Lago or Bedminster, Trump's going, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah that's, was I would have said that. That's but I'll blast him, but it's still good. Yeah, it was a good line. He's right. The whole family is here. Yeah. One, one's in Miami. One's in what? Jupiter? Mm-hmm. He's over at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. He are. also, yesterday in Iowa, Jen, took no uh, time whatsoever, wasted no time blasting Disney again because, you know, it kind of put him on the map nationally, which led to this whole thing. Here's what he said. Things like transgenderism taught to elementary school kids. That was their corporate position on that. And, you know, the thing about Florida is they're really the 800-pound gorilla when it comes to Florida politics. Everything they've wanted really for decades, they pretty much end up getting until now because there's a new sheriff in town. Uh And we're not going to back down to a woke corporation. New sheriff in town. The new sheriff in town. Yeah, how do you like that? And I was like, okay, well, that's good. Good for him. But, you know, he still needs to he needs to be more specific about his fight with Disney because people look at it. He's picking on Mickey Mouse and they don't like that. The average person doesn't read into it because Disney doesn't pay taxes and Disney doesn't do this and Disney does that. and Disney does this. He needs to lay out it in, in basic form so people understand. Yeah, but would we see the Target and Bud Light and other stores and possibly Kohl's now backlash if he didn't push back against Disney? I think that had an effect. Gee, really? Yep. With the woke stuff. Regular people now are, are pushing back against the woke corporate capitalism. Budweiser, by the way, is losing. They're like hemorrhaging. That's incredible. They don't know what to do. Still. It's getting worse. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I, was, I, I picked up a pizza last night. You know, we had pizza. And in the, they had a cooler, a beer. The only thing in the cooler was Bud Light. I, I, and I asked the guy, because I, I know the owners, and I was like, not selling. He goes, in this neighborhood? No. I hear so many stories like that. It was the first time I actually saw it, though. I was like, wow, that's the only thing left in the cooler. And it really hits you when you see the beer aisle. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. 
Well, we got the spelling bee happening tonight, the finals. I think we still have a couple of Florida kids in for the West Coast. There was one, what, uh, from Tampa and another from parts over there. So, yeah, one was 14, one was like 13 years old. Things evolve. Uh, we found a list of some of the winning words for the spelling bee going back to the 20s and 30s. Really? It went back that far, huh? Things have gotten harder. Wow. Okay. In like, 1932, you know what the, the winning word was? Okay, can I spell it? You can spell it. I can? Knack. Oh. Like, remember the band The Knack? K-N-A-C-K? That was the winning word. Come on. No, really. There was one in 1936, interning. Why is that? Because they didn't know it was an E? I-N-T-E-R-N? I don't know what the challenge was, but that was the wow. uh, that was the final word for the final countdown. Wow. They had in 1970, croissant. Oh, I'd I'd have a hard time with that. C-R-O-I-S-S-A-N-T? You got it. Two S's. Yeah, two S's. You are a 1970 spelling bee champion. Oh, I don't know about that, but... (laughs) Listen to this, though. 1984, that wasn't that long ago. Well, all right, maybe it was. Luge. Like L-U-G-E, luge? That's the one. Come on. Maybe they thought it was a J. Yeah, I guess. You know, maybe luging was just coming to be at the Olympics, and they didn't know what it really was if now you they, were an American. Now they have these words that are like 18, 19 letters long. Oh, it's with a bunch of, They're all consonants. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I've never heard of them before. Wow. It's like, what is this word? Could you give me the country of origin, please? <laughs> For croissant. Uh, croissant. <laughs> croissant. And I don't know. Could you please tell me the meaning of it, the good definition? Luck. Good luck to those kids. Wow, it's pretty cool. Uh, you've been to Mulberry, Florida, haven't you? Yeah, I've driven through it. Yes, it's uh, near I, Lakeland. I think I have too. I'm not sure, but I think I have. Well, they got a new warning out that I think the rest of the nation needs to heed. Watch out for smartphone zombies. They need that in downtown West Palm Beach. People who just, you know what they are. They're not, they're not paying attention to the world, but they're in a screen. Well, how many times do you see people fall down manholes? Like in New York City, like in big cities, because they're I've not paying it. attention. Absolutely. You saw a guy, didn't he fall down the subway stairs? A girl fell right down wow. when I was in a cab. Holy cow. Good Lord. All right, we got that and a little bit more on Hurricane Prep. Next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Steve Villanueva. He's in today because our regular meteorologist is going to be on with us at 930 today, a couple of hours away. Jennifer Correa talking about, yeah, the first day of hurricane season, but we're about the prep, not the hype. So it's uh, she'll tell us what's going on. Well, we, you brought up El Nino, and is it really around? When El Nino's around, it usually means it's a quieter hurricane season. So it's uh, just, but you know, as they always say, it only takes one. I yeah, mean, that is Ian, true. Ian was a prime example on the West Coast, and what happened there? They're still trying to pick up after that stupid storm. That was a bad one. That You're was right. a bad one. So you know, you know, you don't want that hitting anybody. But I'll be the first to say, I don't want it hitting Florida. Go yep. somewhere else. It's true. What do we always say? I'll be the nasty one. It turns into state versus state at that point. Yeah. Get out of here. Go to the Carolinas. Go to Texas. Go to... uh, I I hate to say that, but especially when I see it going to Louisiana, I feel so badly. Oh, I know. It's like, you know, Katrina was enough. You don't need another one. Uh, And that was a long time ago. They've gotten their fair share for decades. They really have. Yeah. Well, speaking of weather type stuff, at least it's nature. Have you heard about the blub of seaweed? Heading to South Florida beaches. Before long, the nation and then the world could fall before the blood-curdling threat of the blob. <laughs> oh, my God. Where did you get that? <laughs> it was in there. I don't know. We talked. <laughs> Steve McQueen was in that movie, by the way. He was not. Steve McQueen was in, in the, the blob. In the blob? 1956. Come on. But I digress. Okay. A massive swath of seaweed has uh, disrupted a 5,000-mile length of beach littered with flesh-eating bacteria, according to FAU. 
Yeah, this is kind of this is kind of horrifying. And originally, I thought it was going to go. It was going to be in the Gulf. Isn't that what they were yeah, saying? It was going right. to go on the West Coast, St. Augustine, not St. Augustine, uh, t- uh, Tampa Bay, and areas around there. Clearwater are all getting ready for this big blob of seaweed coming. It looks like an island floating in the middle of the ocean. It's so big. Here's and- the interesting part: it's intermingling with something that we've created. Plastic materials encompassed within the, I believe it's sargassum, sargassum, I did, whatever. Um, That's the seaweed. Yeah, could be harboring a potentially dangerous bacteria known as vibrio. It's a perfect pathogen storm, according to the FAU report. Oh, this is isn't that horrifying? <laughs> Pretty bad another, timing. Another reason not to go in the water. Holy cow! So, what are you supposed to do? Like, if it comes up on shore, is it bad if you just touch it? Well. Or do you have to walk through it or swim in it? or I mean, what, is, what happens? They're saying the seaweed itself is not a problem. It's the plastic wrapped up in it that's the problem with the pathogens. They can, they can latch onto microplastics. Okay. It could be adaptive to plastics, which is horrifying because it's man-made and natural stuff working together. Um, just try to stay away from it, I guess. And if you get really deep into the stuff, that's where the bad, really bad stuff happens. So what happens, you know, it's, say it, it, it washes ashore like in Jupiter. And Jupiter Beach has, you know, uh, hundreds of yards of this this seaweed. Do it, it, are you in danger if you're in like in one of those plows that picks it all up? And then where do they put it so it doesn't bother people where they dump it? Yeah, I don't do know. they burn seaweed? Uh, I always wondered that if it dries out, do they burn I it? I think then? they can, or or just I don't know whether you'd want to burn this though. It's Get that into the air. I think yeah, they just dry it out, don't they? You would think. I don't know. Get rid of Who knows? I, uh, but I don't like blobs of pathogen bacteria. This is how they wrap up the study. In particular, caution should be exercised regarding the harvest and processing of sargassum biomass until the risks are explored more thoroughly. Okay. It sounds like we don't really know, but it's bad. But Yeah, stay away from it. Well, so just be aware of seaweed this summer, apparently. Is it? But it's just that seaweed, or is it all seaweed? That's the problem. Now you don't know. Is it bad <clears throat> seaweed or good? Is any seaweed good? Yeah, people okay. eat it. Have you ever had it? I have not. Okay. I know that people eat it, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. They dry it out and they eat it. Really? Yes. Is it crunchy? I don't know. <laughs> don't want to know. It's <laughs> disgusting. I don't know. I have no idea, but I know that's a thing. It's a new diet. It's called the seaweed diet. Just yeah. tell me that's what you're going to feed me and I won't eat. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What can I Thanks. You made my day. <laughs> from the swamp, outside of from from uh, poisonous seaweed to the swamp of politics. Did yes. you see this question from little Peter Ducey yesterday? I missed it. He caught Joe Biden at the oh. end, of, end of the driveway at the oh. White House. The helicopter's in the background, but he asked him, how come you're not campaigning? Well, I haven't seen you. What's going on? Yeah. Mr. President, how's, how's the re-election campaign going? Because we haven't seen you on the campaign trail yet. You haven't? You haven't. And then at the end of it, you have to see it. Biden literally skunks away backwards. Again. And then he he turns around again and he shuffles to the helicopter. And he he gives that smirky look. Most transparent administration in history, I was told, remember? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, What do you mean you haven't? I'm out there campaigning. Sure you are, Joe. You haven't? What did they also tell us? The adults are in charge now. Yeah, okay, right. Not that adult. Right. Jeez. All right, tell me about Mulberry, Florida. It's right outside of Lakeland. Oh, it's, wait a minute. Is that Polk County? Yes, it is. It's 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 Grady Judge's hometown there. Has the sheriff talked about this? No, unfortunately. We got people <laughs> yes. on phones not paying attention. It would be great if he did, but they talked to other people. Like there's only It's got a population like 3,800. 
And apparently what the problem is in Mulberry, if you should drive through, they are now putting up signs and they're called cell phone zombies. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to see signs that say, warning, cell phone zombie or smartphone zombie or whatever the case may be. Be careful. And they're saying that most of them are, they're, they're picking on kids, but they're saying it's everybody. And these are the people, and you see them all the time, walking down the sidewalk or on, you know down the street on their phone, not paying attention. Or they walk across the street on their phone, not paying attention. Yes. So they get hit by cars, they get hit by bicycles, right. they get hit by whatever it is, mode of transportation. So they're putting up these signs all around Mulberry, Florida, to warn the people that are driving to watch out for the idiots who aren't looking where they're going. I think it's a good idea. I, I think it's, this should be a nationwide thing. It, Mulberry, Florida started it. Yeah, but at the same token, you know what? It, it, doesn't someone, shouldn't somebody take self-responsibility somewhere along the line? Yeah, but they're if, not going to see the sign. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're on your phone and you walk in front of me like off the sidewalk and I hit you. Yes. It's not my fault you weren't looking where you're going. Oh, it will be, according it, to the law. But I, but that's the problem. It, but it's your fault you weren't looking. You stepped off the damn curb right in the front of my car. That's what common sense would tell you, but yeah. No, really? that's, that's, they, they are zombies. So, the but, city official says he got the idea from a meme. You know, he had seen it, like just the zombies on their phone and walking around. Not and then they it. fall down a man But he said, you know whatever. what, let's make some signs on that. And I agree. Maybe they should have warnings on the phones. Well, see, here's the thing. If they put up signs that are warning... People who are driving to yeah. watch out for these smartphone, you know, zombies, then therefore they're assuming that the person behind the wheel is responsible for the accident. Yes, they are. So that puts more burden on you as a driver. Sure it does. Take the damn signs down. That's all I'm saying, because I'm not going to be responsible for some idiot who's looking on their phone who walks out in front of me, and I accidentally hit him. But you would be anyway, I think. Really? Well, I don't know. It depends on where you are, I guess. Unless they're in, in, a- Sher- in Sheriff Grady Judge County in, in Polk County, probably yeah. going to be all right. Yeah, it's true, too. But, I mean, come on. You, <laughs> where were you in New York? You saw somebody fall down the, the subway it's stairs, unbelievable. right? unbelievable. It was right near the—it was like around uh, Battery Park. It was near—we are going to the Freedom Tower. I'm in a cab in the front. Plexiglass. The girls in back can't hear me or anything. Okay. <laughs> this cab driver, the entire ride from the hotel is, ta- is complaining about this issue. Oh, really? The entire ride complaining uh- about people— he has to dodge around because they're, not, they're, they're cell phone zombies. We stop at a light. We both look. We both happen to look to the right. There was a whole mass of people heading down a subway platform. A girl, young girl, was the leader of the pack in this thing. She stopped to look at something on her phone at the top of the stairs. <gasps> they all ran into her and they all fell down the stairs. Oh, my goodness. And the cab driver goes, you see? <laughs> I tell you I see all the time. <laughs> And my girls oblivious in the bag. They had no idea what was going on. Because they're on their phones. No, probably. I think so. <laughs> my my. Kids. I'll tell you now. Uh, Lauren's the worst at. She cannot. She is in her phone. There's nothing else going on in the world. You right. could have a conversation with her. I'm the same way. Yeah, you are. I'm. I'm really bad. But yeah. not as bad as Lauren. No, I, I think I'm right <laughs> up there. You know, it's even worse though. My granddaughter in front of that stupid iPad. Oh, yeah. She's watching something on that iPad. You can't. It's like hello. And I gotta grab the damn thing. They're in. I know. It's, it's scary. All right, we got rapid fire coming up uh, just past bottom of the hour. What's going on in the world? We'll tell you all kinds of stuff in this one. Next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Big news day. A lot happening, Jen. What are you starting with? Well, I'm going to start with something a little bit uh, out of the ordinary. The Kiwis do things a little bit differently than we do here because this would not fly, no pun intended, anywhere in the United States. 
Air New Zealand has announced it's going to start weighing international pa- passengers <laughs> really? before they board this summer. Try that here. Yeah. It's an wow. effort, they say, to gauge the average passenger's weight and improve fuel efficiency. Yeah. <laughs> They're saying that of the 10,000 customers that they plan on weighing between, well, yesterday and July 2nd, uh, it's all because it'll be anonymous. No one will ever see it. It won't be put up on a big screen anywhere. No employees of the airport will see it. It'll go straight to a computer, and then the computer will figure out what the the total weight is for that plane. Baloney. That's oh, a crock. You it's know there's be somebody a, back there going, aha, look at her. It's going to be a color-coded monitor right behind the scale, <laughs> and if you're over, it goes, wow! <laughs> you need an extra seat, woman. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, that's what they're doing in New Zealand. They keep on saying, though, they're insisting that no one's going to see it, that it goes straight to a computer. Well, somebody's got to see it because somebody's going to look at the data inside the computer to make sure that the computer's right, right? And it doesn't even matter. I mean, the complaints will come in that you even ask them to be weighed. That, that's what they'll compl- I wouldn't complain get about. On the, I wouldn't get on the scale. No, we have damn um, business. Get away from me. Our aviation expert with our Flight 850 segment, Mondays at 9 a.m., uh, Jay Ratliff, has said for years that American Airlines, not that particular airline, just American companies. Right have tried to implement this for years because it actually would give them great data. But they don't have the guts to pull the trigger on this thing. Well, you know what? Unless they do it, you know, secretively, and and you have no idea. But just can you imagine? As you're walking on the jet bridge, they're weighing you, and you have no idea. And then somebody finds out that they've been weighing you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Start, like, snickering and pointing and laughing as you walk onto the plane. You're the problem. Who's that guy? You put us over. (laughs) That's right. Damn you. (laughs) Go over there. Get rid of that bag. Man. Hmm. Well, you know this already. The Atlantic hurricane season officially starts today. That's why you're seeing so much about storms. You don't really... Okay, we got the blob south of us, but that's that's about it. It's a rainstorm. That's about it. Our pledge to you is prep, not hype. So we've got uh, 9.30 this morning. Going to have a really good meteorologist. We You hear her do the updates every single day from Channel 5, Jennifer Correa, to talk about that. Just some preparation as we head into the season and, and nothing crazy. Good. That's the plan. Yeah. That's it. That's all. Other than yes. they already got spaghetti models out of this blob that, according to the Hurricane Center, has a 20% chance of developing. And I'm like, why do we have spaghetti models already then? Oh, I mean, the national news loves hurricane season. They already had, I looked up at the monitor here on Fox News, oh, which, dear. by the way, can I just say, side note, the only time I think any of us watch cable news is while we're in this studio. So I don't know. It's, it's becoming that way. You're right. I mean, I, I don't think they turn on otherwise. No. But I... Anyway, I look up and I see that they have a reporter out there on Fort Myers Beach reporting about the start of hurricane season. That they would only have because it's June 1st. Right. I mean, yesterday was May 31st. No model. Here well, we are. you know what, though? There's actually, it, it, it's all about what they decide to report on. They have models for every rainstorm that's out there, but nobody pays attention to it because you're out of season. Right. Yes. They just decide to hype it up. To, so no hype, just information for you. It's like, stop. That's what please. we're going to do. They are predicting uh, from the Hurricane Center 12 to 17 named storms, five to nine of those becoming hurricanes. But they said near normal season, whatever that means. And you guys Mm. know me. I'm a nerd when it comes to all this stuff. So I usually know about a storm like two weeks before it's even in a a spaghetti model. He can feel it in his big toe. That's right. (laughs) He's, he's like a barometer. <laughs> My sciatic is acting up. I, I, oh, might, I, might be, I might be really good this year with all the metal inside me now, Let's so see. you never know. Jen walks in the parking lot, she can find water. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's a, 
It's like she starts to vibrate like, oh, there might be gold down there. Like a divining rod. That's what it's called, the divining rods. Oh, no. So this has been, I don't know what to make of this. I think it's good, but it could turn south. We were talking about this a little while ago off the air. Home Depot is now offering these prefabricated homes. Yeah. And it could be a really good thing. They cost about $44,000. They're one bed, one bath, 540 square foot prefabricated homes. Perfect for the outlaws. Well, there's that. You can yeah. buy it online. I mean, it's it's pretty easy. You can pay 24 months, $1,800 a month, which is pretty much what you would rent an apartment for in South Florida. Smart they, of Home Depot to, to offer this. Yeah. With what's going on now with the housing crisis, crunch. So is this a good alternative for people or could it turn into something where now all of a sudden you're going to have a bunch of tiny homes stacked on top of each other? And I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think it is a good alternative for people in the it short is. run. I think it's great with somebody that has a lot of property like Jen. Yeah. And you got somebody, you know, college kids, somebody else, an in-law, whatever. Yeah, you have a little great. house right in your property. Here's where I would worry. Entire developments or streets made of them because those could very easily in a different economy turn into the barrios of the future. That's what I don't want. The exactly. very near future. Yeah. But you know what? If you're near a college campus, I could see these going up in a college town. Yeah. No, there's definitely great uses yeah. for it. I mean, rent, like I said, rent in South Florida. If you pay 24 month financing, it's $1,800 a month. There are rents that are more than that. For what are they made smaller? out of, by the way? What are these things made out of? They like little track, like little trailers. They kind of look like that, you know. They're like, kind of like sheds. Yeah, a little. So bit. it's like a she shed, a nice she shed. Kind of. It's, yeah, in, in a way. I mean, it's. I guess it's you know like three D printed all that type of technology and everything, and they how, just kind of fold out, and then there's your house. How far away do you think we are from seeing a city like San Francisco or Portland that has created this mess of homelessness? Where they just oh. buy thousands of these and they line them all up on the outskirts of town and they say, here's your here's your free housing, here you go. Here's your problem to get them out of these city streets. I could see it. I could see it too. And, and then what, cities? but then, which sounds great and looks great on paper, what happens to them then? Yeah. I know. What, what else could be going on? I don't wow. know. Wow. I don't know. That's, That's what I'm saying. I, I hate to think of the negatives, but there are a lot of things that could be negative down the road with, with these tiny homes. But they could be... Positive. I don't like yeah, the fact sure. that you just fold it together. Like, you know, oh, yeah. folds out. Your kids would get it a McDonald's Happy Meal. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Just buy those little plastic sheds. Have you seen some of those play sheds now? Yes. Yes. I saw one at Lowe's. It's got a little grill. It was yeah. awesome. They're nice. They're great. But I'm just saying, I mean, in, in the short run, though, it's a great thing for someone, you know, housing is really unaffordable for a lot of people. It's true. So that could be a good alternative. $44,000. You get a tiny home. Right. From I, Home I'm, Depot. I'm with you. <laughs> I might be buying one for my kid. So there you go. A woman visiting Yellowstone National Park learned the hard way why people should not try to pet the bison that are wandering around. How dumb do you have to be? Come Actually, on. and they went to the Zoo Miami ambassador, Ron McGill, friend of the oh, show. Yeah. His comment was says, when a tail goes up on a bison, that's bad news. It, guys, that's really, really bad news. This woman actually looks like she's going to go over to pet the animal. Because I don't know what she was thinking. Does she think that she was at Disney World? Yeah, uh, really. She goes over and she tries to pet it. And the damn thing, of course, attacks her. Of course. It lowers its head. It lunges. Its horn gets snagged in her sweater. Oh. Fortunately, she was able to get away. If not, she'd probably be dead. They're not friendly. Why don't we always tell our kids, don't even pet a dog that you don't know right. until you know and you ask the owner. 
but you think he can just pet a bison. Yeah, nice, you can go nice up work. to a 3,000 pound wild yeah. animal and pet it. <laughs> nice job. This isn't a petting zoo. Yeah, well, it's a wild animal that will kill you happily. It's like a moose. Do yeah. not bother the meese. They will attack you. They're huge, by the way. A lot of people don't realize. They're the, they look like mythical creatures when you actually yeah, see them. Yeah, they're like eight feet moose. tall, aren't they? They're like huge. if you're standing there. If, if the moose had killed this lady, I'm on team moose. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm on team moose too or team bison. Don't pet and the bison. Well, are you on team Governor Chris Christie? No. Jeez. Oh, Come on. Why is he going to announce? What a bum. He's set to announce this Ugh. week his run for president, and it's already off to a horrific start. Why? Horrible marks in a new national poll. Because when you when it looks like you're going to announce to do a national poll, favorability, all this other stuff, a Monmouth University poll shows 47% view him as unfavorable. How Among much? Reg- 47. Ouch. Before Ooh. he's even announced. It's he even knows worse. he has no shot. It's worse than Biden, isn't I mean, it? He's gunning, he's gunning for an ambassadorship. <laughs> Why? To what? That lump an ambassador. <laughs> this guy know. is an absolute bum. 21% overall view him as favorable. I wouldn't make him an ambassador to my garbage can. Get this guy out of here. Oh, wow. Chris Christie. By the way, it's not this week. It's next Tuesday in New Hampshire he's going to announce. So he doesn't oh. announce in his home state in New Jersey? He goes right to New Hampshire? You, I mean, you talk... Yeah, that's true. You talk about, though, just a classic corrupt politician. I mean, this guy, he they broke the mold for corrupt politicians when it comes to Chris Christie. Well, he was out of the mold. Yeah, That's, well, you know. he, he literally broke well, it. Well, he broke it. <laughs> yeah. But don't, re, don't you remember that whole construction thing? Oh, yeah. When he he blocked all the streets so people couldn't get to vote. And I was, that was a big deal. He's done some shady stuff that, and then, you know. He's a snake the in the grass. Thing. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's, Gosh, not, I, I he's don't, just I, constantly running for this, and he's just hoping to sell books. Get a higher speaking fee and get some sort of a cushy job. He's a grifter. Just don't like the guy. No. I don't think anybody does. Well, now that I'm done assassinating the character of Chris Christie. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, Bill. I totally hijacked that whole thing. (laughs) Um, What do you guys think about this idea? Is this this the evolution of, you know, teenagers becoming more soft as time goes on? Or is this a great idea? I don't even know what it is, but yes. yes. (laughs) Because they are. They're all all soft. Or is it a great idea for (laughs) recruiting? LSU. This isn't a small school. I'm talking the LSU Tigers out of yeah. the mighty SEC. Okay? Joe Burrow. All the guys who went there. Joe Burrow. They have now come out. They revealed the video yesterday during the practices as I'm we're afraid. actually about three months away from college football beginning, by the way. Air-conditioned helmets they introduced to all the players to really? wear in practice and during the games. Boy, they've come a wow. long way from... Two a days and salt pills. Yeah, exactly. Now you're talking about really? air conditioned helmets. Imagine if you went up to Bear Bryant and came up with this idea. He was making kids at Texas A&M before Alabama do <laughs> two a days in 110 degree weather. No you, water breaks. Jeez. Holy air conditioned helmets. Yeah, and I can tell you the players were very happy about it. Oh, I bet. Yes, I would have been happy about it too. Uh, shouldn't they work on helmet safety first with all the concussions? Probably before air conditioning. Yes. So is this good? You think this will be a growing trend, though? Because we yeah. know it's it's always copycat. Yeah, because the players will love it. Right. Yeah. And it, well, especially you know, not not even in hot states like ours or Arizona or Georgia or Alabama, but just think other places. They're always hot when they're playing football. Unless, of course, you're. In but you see, bad. then I don't like it if this comes into the NFL. You got like the Patriots and the Bills and the Jets that come down here for the even Dolphins the in September fields. Oh, come on, there now. you go. There goes your home field advantage. <laughs> That's there, it. Swamp it's man. Get this out of here. <laughs> That's right. In cool wick uniforms. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Get this 
gets out of here. We need our home field advantage. That's that's. Exciting. I don't know. See, I think it's it, the first thing you thought yeah. about. Look at that. It's gonna be a great recruiting tool, though. And I guess if it so, helps, okay, you know, can they heat, heat stroke? Can they heat them? So, like, you know, when you're playing in the frozen tundra of Green Bay, then they would expand. Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That might, might have actually affect the safety of the rating of the helmet. It might. It? Yeah, I would think so. So there you go. Air conditioned helmets being introduced to college football with LSU. I think Tua just needs to add some padding. Forget <laughs> about the AC. Give him the biggest helmet you can, the poor guy. <laughs> have the big helmet. You better put some pads on those hips. Whatever you have to do. By the way, Aaron Rodgers, but who wears the bubble helmet? Yes. He's gonna look so goofy in a green helmet. He's gonna he's gonna look like Marvin the Martian. Anyway. Yeah, wait. We got more stuff coming up next. We've got to more on the start of hurricane season. No hype, just prep, but we gotta talk about this. Real life Dukes of Hazard. Florida lady actually hit a tow truck ramp, went into the air 120 feet. In Valdosta, Georgia. It was incredible. It really, and landed on another car. That and more next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It looks almost like a scene out of Dukes of Hazard, but it's not. A car ran into the back of a tow truck, went airborne. A tow truck was trying to tow another car on Georgia 38 when it also got hit. This was unbelievable. I under, That's from uh, WSB-TV in uh, Atlanta, the big station covering this. It was in Valdosta. I know it's a visual, so we put it on the morning show blog. This was incredible. Yeah, what's even more incredible, it was a 21-year-old Florida girl driving the car. What happened is there's police officers are working an accident on the other side of this highway. Uh, she's going southbound, they're northbound. And it's, it doesn't have like a barrier in the middle. It's like a grassy median. Yeah. And there's a tow truck on the southbound side in the left-hand lane waiting to take the cars away from the accident on the other side of the road. She apparently, the cop said, you know, there were signs that said, slow down, move to the right. There's, a, you know, accident up ahead. The tow truck had all its lights on. Thank God its ramp was down. Can you because imagine she, if it wasn't? Yeah, she would have been dead on impact because and she was going the, really fast. Maybe somebody else on the ground, but she went she went right up in the air, 120 feet. It was just, just like this. It was crazy. I mean, she's got some serious injuries, but you're right, Jen. It could have been way worse. She it had the had the ramps not been down, she would have been dead. How? But even even as going as fast as she had, the angle had to be perfect. Because right. if it was too sharp, she would have slammed right into the you know the skids themselves. I saw this though, when she's up in the air, I mean, it really did look like a a, a, a General Lee scene. It did. She's up there, and it flipped. It flips. almost, and then it lands on top of another car, 120 feet up the road. Here's the irony, though, because she was in a what Nissan Maximo? Is that what it was? Uh, Nissan Altima. Altima. Here's what she hit. Gray Nissan Altima hit the bed of the tow truck before flying into the air. The Altima traveled about 120 feet before <laughs> landing on top of a black Nissan Altima. What are the chances? Well, <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> They're going to have little babies now, the Ultimas. Now, she, <laughs> I don't know what happened to the person in the car that she hit, but the girl that was in the car that went airborne had serious injuries and they took her to the hospital. Uh, but I was like, wow. I mean, the odds of that happening are just so slim and none that, number one, you'd, you'd actually go airborne and not crash into the tow truck and get killed. I, I, I haven't seen anything this incredible since a couple of months ago. Remember that L.A. freeway and the tire got loose and it went under a Kia oh, and it right. flipped up in the air about 15 feet? And, but didn't it land back on its wheels? Yeah. And the people were like, oh, they were all shook up. They had but that no was idea a, what it was. Can you imagine? Yeah, this girl. I, I'm sure this girl was the same way, but it, how can you not see these lights? 
I don't know. You know, I, I mean, th- these tow trucks have lights all over them. The cop cars have lights everywhere. She, I'm thinking she maybe she was distracted. Maybe she was on her phone. I mean, we'll never find out. I'm willing to bet it was a phone incident. I mean, it, come on. It could very well be, you know, because is she going to admit to that? We're going to say, no, I didn't see the lights. I'm going to show wow. this video to my kids, my two girls who are home right now, about 120 times. Good, yes. As a reminder to pay attention. <laughs> show them to everybody. It's, wow. up on our, it's up on our page, is it not, at 850 WFTL? Yeah, it it's is. on the morning show page. Speaking of bad drivers, it happened again. Oh, it's, these are, no, this is just stupidity, Bill. Another tourist in Hawaii followed her GPS into the ocean at the exact same spot as that one a few weeks ago. Okay, it's this harbor thing. So you're going to blame <laughs> GPS because you drove into the water? Yes. Yeah. And we get some hurricane prep for the start of the season. No hype, though. It's all coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Six months ago, he would have never said that, right? He used to say how great Florida was. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship. Are you oh, kidding me? Feisty um, Ron. We got feisty <laughs> Ron yesterday. Well, you know what? He needed to be feisty. He did. He was a little bleh. You know, and I, I think, and you even made the comment, he'll get better as he goes along. And, and, and I was like, oh, I don't know, but he, he stepped it up a little bit. So, and that's how he has to be. That's a pretty know? good line. It was, it was a great line, actually. I mean, even somewhere at Bedminster or Mar-a-Lago, Trump sees that and he goes, oh, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm going to blast him, but it's a pretty good line. Out of Rob DeSanctis. <laughs> By the way, oh, gosh. they're calling this the official, we haven't seen it for the DeSantis campaign, the official slogan. But they think it is because this is on the website. You ready? Okay. Smash it or trash it. Judge it. One through ten. The new slogan for the Ron DeSantis presidential campaign is Make America Florida. What do you think? Wow. That's official, huh? Well, they're calling it official. He's been using that, but everybody else, a lot of people have been using that for a long time. They have. We've seen it before. Yeah, I've seen it on shirts. Yeah. So he adopted that? There is... From a website, makeamericaflorida.shop, where he's going to have gear. Hmm. Very interesting. Wow. Okay. That's what he's been running. Listen, that's what put him on the map. It's true. And, and if you were a small business owner, you'd probably be willing to support him then because of what he did during COVID. Right. You know, and, and, and what he did for businesses here. Because we are really only closed, if that, partially for what, like two, three months? I, I he see had a, a he lot. Had to sit, sit outside and stuff. The stuff that's coming out now, and this is why it's such stupid political season. People that loved DeSantis, you know, eight weeks ago, now coming out with all these comments. Florida was locked down as bad as anybody else. No, and we, we like, No, it wasn't. Sorry. No, it wasn't. No, because I, I, I can remember going out to dinner. Yeah, you had to sit six feet apart, or it was every other booth or every other table, and, and that was you stupid. had to wear oh, you had to wear a mask while you walked into the restaurant. Yeah. But when you got to the table, you could take it off. Yeah, which I mean, even made, that was kind of it was mm, kind of stupid. But that's it was annoying. But it wasn't nearly as bad as other no, states, you know. And then they set up a lot of places, set up parking, uh, parking, eating outside. They put up places outside, which is great in, in the winter in Florida. Not so great in the summer, but it, it and they worked around it. But I think we literally shut down, shut down for maybe a couple of months, if that. I don't remember. I, re- I remember when they reopened, like Publix and, and, and all these in those places, they put the arrows on the floor. I was like, okay, I'm done now. You and still got- see the last remnants of those <laughs> stickers. Sometimes you look down in the it's line like, and you see where it was the stand six feet apart. Yeah, it's a PTSD moment oh, for me. Oh, my like, God, no, is that no, triggering? No. Yeah, that's a, it's like, no, don't what do that What a waste to of time that was. Wasn't that amazing? It really so, was. 
I'm sure that Trump's going to have a response, and probably a good one, because he gets the last punch in all the time of this. So we'll see, because he is also in Iowa. We'll see. Yeah, they haven't run into each other yet. Well, I think isn't DeSantis leaving and he goes to New Hampshire today? It's a bunch of states. I don't know he what's does, next. He did, what do they say? 21 cities in three states in four days. Yeah. That's crazy. But then again, I mean, if you think about it, like say say it was here and he started in West Palm, he could go to Riviera Beach, Palm Beach Gardens, North Palm Beach to quest to <laughs> Jupiter. I mean, you could hit a lot of places if you're just going like right next door. Sure. You know, so oh, yeah. or, you know, you can even go to Wellington and, and or, you know, part part south and go to Boca and, and Boynton Beach and Del Rey. They're all right next to each other. So, I mean, maybe that's how we sit in all these cities. They're they're all fairly close. Could be. But I don't still, know. that's a lot of travel. And his wife's with him. Casey DeSantis was pretty impressive yesterday, too. Yeah, she speaks well. She does speak well. I think I think a little bit better than uh, better than him, actually. At this point, this is what she said. But you know what? Even though he faced unrelenting attacks, he never backed down. He never cowered. He never changed. He never took the path of least resistance. You know, in watching, in execution, that he fights and stands and defends what is right. So I forget she was a TV person. She's yeah, you good. can tell. Yeah, she's got a she's got a nice voice. Yep, she does. His is kind of whiny. She's got a nice voice. Maybe we should have her as the next uh, president. All right, out of the uh, out of the swamp for a second and into hurricane season. It's true. It's yeah. the start today. You're going to see a lot of stuff about storms and there's a lot of hype. And the, we're all about prep, not hype. This is why at 930 today, we have our friend, Jennifer Correa, a meteorologist from Channel 5, to talk to us about what you need to know. And uh, the director of the National Hurricane Center, Dr. Michael Brennan, talking about something exciting yesterday, brand new tool to be able to even more accurately predict. We're also implementing a new hurricane forecasting system or hurricane modeling system that's going to introduce a couple of new models that we'll be looking at to improve our track and intensity forecasts. That's good news. Ah, it's always good news when they're better at tracking where it's going to go. You know, but they can never really predict that jog. True. What was, the, right. what was the hurricane that was coming right at us and it just literally, like right off the coast, jogged to the right maybe 50 miles and it saved us? Matthew. So you remember. Never forget. That. That's the one I remember because I was outside putting the last panel on. Oh, see, I don't re- I, I, I don't. I don't remember them once they're gone. Oh, I do. That was just that. That was the only one that I remember. It. It's like, no, nah, nah, I know. Nah. It's, I know. It's, then I, it's like I black yeah. them out. I, you know what it is. It's like it's it's like all things that are bad in your life. You kind of like they get fuzzy as you get older. Yeah. yeah. And then you completely forget about them. Like, it's like childbirth because if you remembered the pain, you never have a second yeah. kid. Or like Wednesday. You know, I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't couldn't tell you what happened yesterday. <laughs> Well, they can accurately predict storms, but apparently they can't help people from following uh, GPS into the ocean. Okay, now it's happened again. Okay, let me let me just, Dieter, let let me ask your opinion on this. Do you think these women that both went into the same body of water in the same place because of a GPS? You think they're trying to sue the company that has the GPS? No, because she almost died. This one. This woman was stupid. You'll hear the first responders <laughs> yelling at her because she's not getting out. You know what she wanted to do? She wanted to turn off the, the windshield wipers. And she, She's in the ocean. Yeah, and, and the, the water is flooding into the window. Of course, the windows are down. The water's flooding in through the driver's side window, and she's still sitting in the car. And they're like, get out. It's going to go under. And it goes under. It's going to take you with it. And then you're stuck. She must have been high or no. drunk or no. dumb. I mean, maybe, but... How do you not have a survival instinct at that point? You're just sitting there? Maybe it's panic. It's the exact same spot, I think, maybe, what, three weeks ago? The story of this lady did the same thing in Hawaii, another tourist. GPS, obviously, there's something wrong with the GPS pin, obviously. 
that's sending them into this pier into the ocean. But these people aren't looking from their phone through their actual windshield, and they're driving right to it. You're going down a boat ramp into water. I mean, how dumb do you have to be? This time, the driver was rescued by a fisherman, and he's yelling Listen at her. Listen to this guy, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, we're at Honokohau Harbor, and this lady just drove into the boat ramp. Just who cares? Leave them on. Let's go. That's the windshield wipers. She's trying to, she says, I, I got to turn them off. They just, you got to leave the car. It's going to start taking on water right now. Hurry, it's going under. Hurry up and get out. Hurry up. What if they weren't there? She would have died. Up and come my way. Hurry up. Swim. Hurry up and come over here. That's a float. You can use this as a float. Put it under you. Give me your hand. Here comes the first responders. Here, I'll get you up on the dock. Get up in here. Come here with me. I have a lot of questions for you. I have a lot of questions for you. You can't describe that. It's just... Is there, is there I, video I to this? Yes. There is, right? Yeah. I was taking video. This has oh, to yeah. go up on the blog. Oh, I think so. Yeah, this, the, the, you, I, what, what is wrong with you? A lot. The problem is it, it's been two separate incidents at the same dock. And, and both women did the exact same thing. They drove into the water and then realized, I'm in the water. Hello. I, 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 maybe, maybe they were both on drugs. I don't know. I just think it's stupidity myself. Well, my phone told me to turn into the ocean. I guess I have to. It's just <laughs> happening with these people. And then it's they natural sit there. selection. Both of these women, and both women did the same thing. They just sat there. Maybe it's you panic at that point and you freeze. Because she wasn't moving. She was all she was dead center was turning off the windshield wipers and she couldn't find the little knob. And you said this was in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. same place. Oh, oh, it's on there. Yeah, I mean, they, there. you'll find it. There is a defect for sure when it comes to the, to the navigation in oh, this yeah. area. But how do you not, like you said, how do you not stop? You realize, wait, this is sending me into water. Maybe I shouldn't keep going. These were like the story we have coming <laughs> next about uh, Mulberry, Florida, warning you about phone zombies. These were phone zombies that happened to be driving. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. it. Maybe Bill's right. They don't look down or look up. They're just looking at their phones. Hard to understand. Oh, boy. All right. That and uh, the start of hurricane season. Some info. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Because those things vary in time and space, and especially along the Gulf Coast of Florida, where it's so uh, prone to dangerous storm surge. You see a lot of that guy today, Dr. Michael Brennan, the National Hurricane Center director, because it's June 1st, start of hurricane season, and he's talking about not paying attention to categories like Cat 4, Cat 3, Cat 2, Cat 1, tropical storm, because it can change so quickly, and he is right. Yeah, well, you know, look at that. The only thing we have to relate to as of recent was that storm in Guam. What was it, a Ooh. two and it went to a f like a five? And how long, Diener? You were following it. That it thing was, was nuts. It was like 10 hours. It went from Ooh. a low two to a five. But even locally here, Ian, I think that's why they say this, because when Ian was yeah. developing, it was, you know, one of those things you go to bed and it's a low one. And then people woke up and it was a four. And they're like, whoa, what happened? You know, and that it was. I well, think that that's can't, the oh, that example. can't be typical for that area, is it? Maybe because the waters are so warm there. I don't know. I think that's what it is. It's just the rapid intensification they always talk about. Yeah, that so was crazy. Though. When they say not to pay attention to the categories, because they because it can rapidly intensify. Yeah, and he's right. You know, he also said this, and this is good news. They had a big uh, over the past two or three years. They've had every single year major advancements, and they did say more were coming in their prediction tools and creating more models for this. And he that's said good. another one is available this year. We're also implementing a new hurricane 
forecasting system or hurricane modeling system. That's going to introduce a couple of new models that we'll be looking at to improve our track and intensity forecast. That is excellent. Ah, it'd be great, huh? And then you figure, okay, well, what does that do for the common person? Well, everybody from the Weather Channel to the major networks to our local news stations, they all use that and get the information from the Hurricane Center. So everything you hear, and then us... With updates that comes from that new modeling, every year the information's getting better. That's really good. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were lucky years ago if they could tell us, you know, oh, it's going to hit in three days, two days. Remember? You know, it was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, you gave us two days now. Wow, we could get ready. I remember we would grab the Palm Beach Post and cut out the hurricane map for the season, put it up on the wall of the studio, we put pins on it. Little push pins. Okay. That wasn't that long ago. (laughs) Isn't that scary? That's amazing. And now look at now they can give you see the bad see but I remember when they went to three day then they went to five day now they they even have a seven day projection it's the, the good news about that is you have lots of warning the bad news about that is you have lots of warning I agree I, I think it's, it's a double edged sword I do. it panics you it's you know me because I start you know when it's it's off the coast of Africa oh guys this one's coming at us what am I going to do with the minis. It's coming right at us. What are we going to do? But that came from, and this is our ongoing debate we've had for years now with, quite frankly, sometimes the people with the Hurricane Center. We've argued with them. They would say, and they're, they've backed off this. Pay attention to that this year. They've backed off it. I want to see that because we got yelled at, remember? I said, oh, we're looking at the spaghetti. Don't you look at those. It's like, whoa. Okay. Don't look at the models. Well, now they wow. even acknowledge and they have incorporated Mike. The dude from Tampa, Mike's oh, weather page, SpaghettiModels.com, yeah. they've used him. It took him, uh, just this dad from Tampa, redneck dad, self-admitted, to say, well, you know what? Let me put together a website where it has all the models I'll at one, and I'll just show people the information. You and think, that's hmm, what he does. You think maybe that's a good idea? Instead of these ridiculous cartoons that cover the entire <laughs> Western Hemisphere and panic everybody? It's true. Here's where it's going to go, and it's the whole state. It's like, I'm, okay, could you give us a better idea, please? I'm, personal opinion, do what you want. But uh, I think the models cut down on some of the panic, just myself. I, I agree with you. You know what? If you know it's going to, you know, and if you can think it goes 50 miles one way or the other, it gives you a better idea which way it's going to go. Yeah. You know, a little jog this way, a little jog that way. I don't know. You know who's really good? Not panicky, just information. Jennifer Correa, our meteorologist from Channel 5. She's going to join us at 930, a little over an hour from right now about, you know, especially locally, start a hurricane season. Just prepping, not panicking. That's our our pledge. Ask her about this blob, too. You know what I want to ask her? The Hurricane Center has already said it's got a 20% chance of developing. Why are they sending a plane out there? Because it's June 1st. Is that really why, you think? Or maybe they're testing out some new equipment and they're using this storm as like a test model? By the way, speaking of models, Hmm? in the middle of like November, if there's a storm somewhere, there's models on it. We just don't pay attention to it. That's true. They're they're always out there. And then, you know, you always pray it's going to stay a fish storm when it is the hurricane season. So it's, it's... Well, a prime example was that storm that that Carnival Cruise just went through. Ooh. That was the indicative of hurricane strength winds. Sure it was. You know, and waves, so it's it's it, but it didn't affect us and it just was a lot of rain. And which is what this blob's going to be apparently. Yep. But they got spaghetti models on it now. It's like, come on, stop. Be careful of the uh-huh. like you know what's the worst is the weather channel with the hype. The worst. Where's Jim Cantori? Is uh, he is he like on the west he's coast? He's probably heading down to the blob. I don't know. It's a rainstorm. <laughs> He's figure out where he's going, and that's God. where the blob's going to hit. God, please help us all. Here's a warning we really need, though. Coming from Florida, I congratulate the small city of Mulberry, Florida. What do you think? 3,200 max people in that town? I think it's 38. You know, you know what started there? Badcock Furniture. That's their hometown. Is that right? Yeah, is where that's from. Really? Mm-hmm. 
It's in Polk County. It's outside of Lakeland. Ooh, mm. that's, that's Sheriff Grady Judd territory. Yeah, I'm surprised he, he didn't chime in on this. But see, this this to me, this this aggravates me more than makes me go, oh, that's a good idea. Because now the motorist is responsible and not the stupid person on the phone. Yeah, a little bit more anyway. They could say, you had warning. Because yeah. the city has put together signs in Mulberry warning you of smartphone zombies. Those would be people on their phones not paying attention at all, walking around, and in some cases in front of cars. Yeah, and, and they do it all the time. I mean, usually, when it, when when cell phones first came out, you saw more of it. You know, now people are a little more adept at, you know, texting and walking at the same time. But at the, when they first came out, people were falling into manholes, into construction <laughs> areas. Remember, fountains. It was like once a week you saw somebody falling into something. <laughs> But at the same token, if you're dumb enough to walk across the street, maybe not even in a crosswalk, you walk off the sidewalk because you're a cell phone zombie and you get, you hit somebody like that, you're at fault because you hit them because they're stupid enough to walk in the street. Probably. And maybe. now that they got signs warning you, are you more responsible? Uh, in some areas, I think. Probably not in Lakeland area because of Sheriff Grady Judd. He'd be like, we got idiots walking in front of cars. <laughs> And it's got the pictures. But and I can the imagine outline on the street. I can imagine in a big city, like literally, somebody walks into your car, you hit them, you'd be, you'd be uh, at fault. Sure, Chicago. Can you imagine? Oh, absolutely, Chicago. They they'd probably take your house, your car, and, and your first child. You're kidding, you know, but, but I like the warning though. I yeah, like it, it says that they put up there got signs everywhere that say "cell phone zombies ahead." <laughs> Makes sense. Like, be careful. Be warned. Yeah. So when somebody walks in front of you, I guess they're more concerned that kids are going to get hit. Reaction mixed so far, by the way, in, in Mulberry, as this idea has taken off across the country. Some say they, well, they made low cost. All right, we're, we're pretty good for them. We like it. I yeah. don't know. All right. I still say it's, it should be more responsibility on the cell phone person and not the driver of cars. Totally agree. Not their fault. All right, Rapid Fire coming up again in Ooh. minutes. to let you know what's going on in your world today uh, with a couple of stories to go around the room. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. A lot of information that's come out today and last night. Jen's going to kick it off for us with what you got. Well, you know, I'm all for the animals. You know, I'm a big animal advocate. I sure are. Adopt, you got like an ark over there. I adopt everything that wanders by my house, never mind into my house. Uh, if you're going to Yellowstone National Park or you go to any national park where there is a bison, number one, like the one the t- woman we talked to about earlier, you don't yeah. try to pet it because it's going to kill you. Yeah, no. you don't want to do that. It's 3,000 pounds of sheer mean. It, it might look funny, you know, friendly and fuzzy. It's not. It's not like Bullwinkle. No. And if you see a baby bison, a calf in trouble, don't help it. Why would happen? This guy, because fr- once you touch him, they're admonished from the herd. And they'll die. Oh, they'll wow. th- th- Because the herd won't take care of them. And that's what happened. This guy, Clifford Walters from Hawaii, was in Yellowstone National Park. He saw a little baby calf oh. trying to get across a, a river. It couldn't. So he gets out of his car, helps it. And the minute you touch it, it gets admonished by the herd. It's like, no, you're not part of us anymore. And they'll leave it behind to die. Really? So what happens is the then the animal starts approaching people, and it gets people friendly. And that's not good either, because when it gets bigger, it's going to stampede these people. Yeah, it's all bad. So what they have to do is they have to euthanize it. So they had to euthanize this. Oh, you're this, kidding. Yeah, this poor little wow. baby calf. Now they oh, find the guys. They find the guy a thousand bucks. Remember, was it last year? The the other couple, they're from Canada. The father and the son. They put it in the back of their car. 
Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they had to kill that one too. Stop picking up baby calves because they're it doesn't do them any so good. They get shunned by the by the yeah, herd. The herd it's will brutal. reject them. Don't birds do that too? I think they do. Some really? birds, some yeah. birds do. Some uh, some other birds you can hand feed and the mother will come back. But in many cases, they'll wow. yeah, they'll I shun the what, animal. Like what is it about their instinct that says you're sullied now? We can't be with you. You're a spy. Yeah, it's I, very I, strange. It's very bizarre. But so the huh. the, the park service, the uh, National Park Service people had to put this poor calf down. They find the guy a thousand bucks. He said, you know, I didn't, most people say I had no idea that if I touched sure. it, you know, it'd be all over. It was going to die. It was like stuck in the river. I wouldn't have known. No, I probably would have tried think, to help it. I they should, known But that. you know what? In fairness to this poor guy, I, I thought he was an idiot, but in fairness to him, he didn't know. He didn't do it on purpose. The park should put up signs. They yeah. say number one, don't. They say don't approach the bison, but they also say don't touch the babies because if you do that, you, it, it means death for the animal. Right. So, wow. And, and it may be true that I, I don't know. It may have died in the river anyway. But I mean, still, true. you can't. You're making it even worse by touching the. True, thing. but I mean, if it was going to get saved, it oh, would have been so by the mother or you know another you know bison yeah, you know, would have gone the by. Herd? They want to blame the baby bison for you know getting help. Why aren't you helping your own kid? That's a crappy herd. Yeah, elephants that do that too. They help. You know. Elephants help. Yeah, they'll go. That, other mothers will go help a baby. Cat. Right. So, anyway, the guy got fined and he has to take courses and he was all apologetic. Wow. So don't touch the bison. Yes, so we've uh, talked about this a lot because it is the start of the Atlantic hurricane season today. This is our pledge to you. We say it every single year. We're not about the hype. We're about the prep. Just letting you know what you need to know. So, in honor of that, nine thirty, less than an hour right now, we are scheduled to talk to Jennifer Correa expert meteorologist from our news partner, Channel 5. She's going to be on with us talking about, especially the local angle of prep, what you need to know, what they're thinking, what the storm's going to be. Isn't the is it tax-free holiday going on right now? I think it, it is. is. Yeah, for hurricane preparedness for supplies. I, th- I think it's through the weekend, actually. I have to go look. we huh? got a few more days. By the way, speaking of the hype part of this, okay, some of the major networks, Hello Weather Channel, Yeah, they're showing this blob south of us in the eastern Gulf of Mexico, they're putting, it's like the cover in the thing, like it's a giant storm that's going to affect. It's got a low chance of development. Steve Villanueva told us that in the forecast minutes ago. They're putting models on it and showing it to you simply because it's June 1st. Don't worry about that. But that, this is the problem, though. How many people, okay, how many people first time ever here for hurricane season because they just moved here from the Northeast or they moved here from Michigan or Ohio or yes. wherever it is that you came from and you've never experienced a hurricane? You put on the Weather Channel and like, oh, spaghetti models, it's yes. coming right at you. That's and the problem. Like, <gasps> That's the problem with the hype. Stop it, people. You see a model, but you don't realize that it's literally just a blob of tropical moisture and it's, it's not a, a storm. Rainstorm. Yeah. Rain. So don't, don't worry about this one. 20% chance of development over the next seven days. You no don't have problem. to worry about this. So I'm going all sports here, guys. Sports. About here time. And it, actually, believe it or not, it has nothing to do with our local teams, even though it is game the one. The one time it should. I know, right. <laughs> yeah, really. Come <laughs> on. You get, don't they start tonight? I will quickly mention game <laughs> yes, one tonight. Of the finals between the Heat and the Nuggets. Where it's they in playing? Denver. Oh, and they're in so trouble. So the first two are in Denver. <laughs> and game one of the Stanley Cup final, by the way, I'm pretty sure is in September. It might as well be at this point. This is the longest delay of all time. It's when insane. is it? It's not until Saturday. Keep in mind, the Heat just finished their series against Boston on Monday. <laughs> they're, and they're playing game one tonight. <laughs> the Panthers finished almost a week and a half ago, and they're not playing until Saturday. Come on, NHL, wake up. Well, they up. had to wait Gosh. for the other team to win, didn't they? Yeah, but Vegas won on Monday night, the same time the Heat won. Long delay. Wow. Long. Long. So, game one, NBA, Heat Nuggets tonight, and then uh, uh, the Panthers, Stanley Cup, game one is Saturday night in Vegas. 
But I'm actually staying with hockey here for the main story I was going to tell you. Because the International Hockey Federation oh, yeah. had the World Championships going on. That's right. There's such a thing. Oh, yeah. It's, it's actually a, it's a really big deal. It's pretty much it's like right there with the Olympics, right below the Olympics. Some of the highest draft picks that will be playing probably next year in the NHL are, are in this thing. Really? The, yeah. the top four were Germany in the, in the semifinals. It was Germany, Canada, which you would oh, expect. Yeah. The USA, which usually it makes it pretty far as well. And Latvia. Now, Latvia had never finished better than seventh. Hockey is the national sport of Latvia. They are hockey crazed. Okay. <laughs> Worse than Canada? I'm, I'm, so they're like right there with Canada. They more, love it. More pucks per capita. I'm, exactly. <laughs> See? That's right. So, the U.S. had not won this tournament since, since 1933. They were 7-0 and going into the semifinals. They lost. They fell flat on their face. They lost to Germany. Oh, it kind of sounds like my local team. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. They lost to, sorry. They lost to Germany, <laughs> and then they lost to Latvia in the third place game. So Latvia went insane. This this game was being played in Finland. The place was rocking. They were so excited. They declared a national holiday. <laughs> Good for them. To celebrate their bronze medal. This is the best they've ever done in the country's history. This is like their 1980 Olympic team for us. It That's is. This is miracle this is, team. This is their miracle on ice. It's pretty awesome. Wow. How about that? Good for them. You know the best Bad thing about us. the Panthers yeah. run this whole time? It's gotten Diener to talk about hockey more than he ever has in his life, and I love it. The game is changing. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. See? They're playing in Vegas? It's infectious. Okay, it's going to change real quick. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sorry. I I know nothing about hockey. Nothing at all. I do know, however, that they have put together a best place as far as a national park to take your children to. There's a lot of people going on summer vacation, and you think, well, we'll go to a national park, right? Not that place where the bison was. Well, no, that would be Yellowstone, and yes, if you do go there, don't touch the bison. I would love to go to Yellowstone. I've never been. Have you? No, I have never been. And you know what's interesting, though, about Yellowstone National Park? They have these boardwalks you can walk on, and all these people who keep on touching these bison, they're on the boardwalk, so the bison's coming up to them. Wow. So, But they should tell you, what are you supposed to do when a 3,000-pound animal is staring at you? Leave it alone. Do you just stand there and like pray it goes around you? I don't know. Uh, but Yellowstone, number one park to take your kids to. Number two, Grand Canyon National Park. Been there. I have been there. It's beautiful. Number three, this is questionable. This is when you don't like your children. Everglades? Everglades National is it Park. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, how is that kid friendly? They got alligators and snakes. They don't hey. walk through the sawgrass with the kids? What are we doing? I don't know. Where are we going for a vacation, Dad? <laughs> we're going to Florida. Disney World? No. We're hunting snakes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're going to Everglades. It came in third. It's, it's an amazing... Listen, I love that it's here, but for a vacation? I don't know, yeah. Come for on, a now. place to take your kids, too. I, Unless I mean, you go on an awesome, awesome bass fishing trip. You're on one of those airboat rides. I yeah. will say, if if you can do it once, if you've never done the airboat ride, that is pretty fascinating. Oh, it's it's great. really cool to go out there in the Everglades on the airboat. So maybe that's what they're talking about, but otherwise, I yeah. I, it's like there's not a lot to do other than walk through the muck and sawgrass and get bit by red ants and, and, <laughs> and bugs. It. But if you've ne- and if you, alligators and if you do take one of those airboat rides, be rest assured you will run into an alligator that's twice the size of the airboat. Oh, they come right up to the yeah, boat too. Yeah, it's, little, it's not. It's kind of scary. Dicey. Yeah, it's like ooh. Then I always think they're going to get lost because they go back and forth. And I don't know how those, I'm like yeah, how they figure out where they are. Know where yeah. they're going. I don't know. <laughs> this is going on, too. This is the finals tonight. It's not only the start of the uh, NBA finals, it's the final night of the National Spelling Bee. Woohoo! 
Started off with 200 kids. They whittled that down to something. We still have a couple of Floridian kids, I think, from the West Coast are still alive in this thing. They were as of yesterday, so hopefully they're still there. We'll soon find out. By the way, did you know this? This year's winner goes home with a $50,000 cash prize. Really? Yeah, I can remember they used to win, like, encyclopedias. Yeah, it was really lame. That's really stinky. (laughs) Give you more stuff to study. Here you go, kid. And a number of other perks, they say. I don't know what the other perks are. A pocket protector. Yeah. (laughs) Protractor. (laughs) And the encyclopedias. Yes. So oh, I don't know. Yeah. Good luck to the kids. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm trying That's to find nice. what network this is on. I don't think it's ESPN. They used to do it. I think it's on that Ion, Ion. TV. Yeah, it's not easy to find either. I know. Ion. It used to be huge. Maybe you can stream it. I don't know. I well, don't know. isn't ESPN have the basketball on? Well, ABC is airing it. So oh, I mean, the big network. Yeah, they put yeah. it over there. So I mean, ESPN is open unless they want to show a you know a replay of some type of World Strongest Man competition. I don't know. What, what times tip off? Actually, they're saying tip off is at eight thirty. Which is great news because it was 9-15 the past few years. Eastern Conference Finals, I got a, I, as much as I criticized the NBA, they kept it close to 8-30. They did. It was oh, pretty good. good. So you won't be, you'll only be semi-tired tomorrow. Yeah, I, I hope so. Are if you I watching can, this too? Are you going to be interested I'm in it? I, no. I'm, so, I'm so emotionally drained yeah. from the worst sports month and a half of my life. I'm done. Yeah. I'll get the news from you. Yeah, that's fair. That's well, how I won't was be last able year. to tell if he's walking above the ground tomorrow <laughs> or if he's crawling. It's going to be a very stressful series, very competitive series. That's all. That's all I'll say. They have a chance. They do. Yeah. Um, but so to finish off here. And oh, by the way, I didn't mention Canada won that tournament, the the World Hockey Championship. They beat Germany in the gold medal game. I don't care. Latvia's so. got a holiday. They did. That's right. So real quick, I'll finish off with this. Jen, mark it down. Uh oh. As college football season quickly approaches, is three months away. We, I know. We have a new bowl game that you will be going to. The Gen Bowl. <laughs> they should, actually. A lot of whiskey. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a new old bowl game. Remember the Cheez-It Bowl? Oh, yeah. It's at Campy World Love Stadium yeah. in Orlando, December 28th. Well, the Cheez-It Bowl, Cheez-It has moved on, and they needed a new sponsor. What'd they get? Now it's the Pop-Tarts Bowl, baby. Yeah. Let's go. Brown sugar and cinnamon all over me. Are you telling me? This is real. They're going to dump Pop-tarts. full-size Pop-Tarts on, on top of the winning coach out of a bucket. That's the first thing I thought of. Bam, because- bam. That might hurt. Ow. <laughs> oh, blueberry Pop-Tarts. <laughs> because the Cheez-It Bowl, they dump a thing of Cheez-Its on the winning coach. They, they have to. So now they got to do it with Pop-Tarts. And you this know what? Real. You know what? They got to toast them first. Yes. So some coach is going to get a piping hot <laughs> Pop-Tart right in the forehead. It's going to have this big scar. <laughs> Blinded. Get ready. Blinded by the frosting. December 28th in Orlando. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I love it. Outstanding. <laughs> Start a hurricane season. We've got uh, feisty Ron DeSantis. And we've got the possibly the greatest senior prank of all time. It is pretty cool, actually. All that next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Steve. South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen, there's Diener, I'm Bill. Speaking of weather and that blob south of us, eastern Gulf of Mexico, there's an update. National Hurricane Center that says that area of low pressure, which is called Invest 91L, has now become a tropical wave. All right. It's still just a blob, though. 50% chance of tropical development within the next 24 hours. They are anticipating it'll be a depression, which means depression means lots of rain. It's a rainmaker. It's a blob. So the blob, but they said as it goes further south, it'll break up. So is it going south? I don't know. They're still holding to minimal chance of development. I don't know. They're keeping an eye on it. Who knows? It is the first day of hurricane season, though. So there's a lot of weather talk. You know that. We're waiting for. Uh, we're scheduled to talk to Jennifer Correa from uh, News Channel Five. Great meteorologist. You hear her every day on our show. 
At 9.30, we'll talk to her about this stuff. And you got to see a lot of this. Dr. Michael Brennan from the National Hurricane Center. He was all over the place yesterday. I think the, the greatest piece of information from them was yet another new piece of technology. They're like 10 years in a row they've had advancements in uh, their modeling. Announced another one yesterday. We're also implementing a new hurricane forecasting system or hurricane modeling system. That's going to introduce a couple of new models that we'll be looking at to improve our track and intensity forecasts. Very nice. That's always good. Good news. Anytime they can give you more information, it helps. In lighter news, it's of course graduation season. You know, most most schools are out already, but it's also senior prank season. Is this the greatest one of all time? They're they're saying it is. I I just want to know who helped them because <laughs> yeah. these kids. It was a Delaware school, and the entire senior class got into the principal's home at one o'clock in the morning. Dressed in their pajamas with sleeping bags and pillows and, and air mattresses, and they all parked in her kitchen and spent the night. How big is the house? I, that's what I want to know because there's like 70 kids. There's a lot of kids sleeping in her kitchen. I'm like, how big is this kitchen? So she, you see her come down. Thank God she had clothes on. And, and she's got a bathroom and on and, 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 <laughs> and fluffy slippers on. And you see her push. It's like one of those swing doors. She pushes oh, yeah. the door open. So she sees the kids. And then she just kind of closed. She doesn't say anything. And then she closes the door. But then a couple of seconds later, she reopens the door and she says this. All right. I think the man on the inside was the husband helping you this think happen. So? I mean, yeah, come it on had now. to be, right? Here's the moment. Good morning, little bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I also think she knew. How many? And she goes, oh, my God. <laughs> She's That's Principal Joy McGrath. Boy, I had a Principal McGrath. He wouldn't have been that nice. <laughs> it would have started It would have started hitting you with pots and pans. Yeah, we had Sister Turtle. That's what we called her. Yeah, she would have been throwing stuff, too. Oh, my God. How did you get in the convent? Anyway. <laughs> it's like, okay, get out of here. There have been some good ones this year, though. That's a, that's a pretty good one. That was a really good one, but uh, it, it, at least it, it was, you know, it was harmless. It was fun. The kids had fun. The principal was nice about it. So they, she must be a pretty cool principal. My I, favorite I one so far, though, that story you had three days ago, that they put their high school on Zillow. <laughs> <laughs> they listed it as a half jail for only for the low, low price of forty-two grand. Yeah, I think it was like they didn't think much of their school. Outstanding. <laughs> it's like that's crazy. We're gonna have to get to. We ran out of time. Feisty DeSantis coming up next. What's the Trump response? We'll find out. And some good news about that Jacksonville, speaking of graduating classes, for that graduating class in Jacksonville that had the wrong cap and gown. Good for the company doing a make good. Yeah, you're not kidding. They did that quickly, too. All right, then more next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Big weather day. We just heard the forecast from WFTL, Steve Villanueva. And his partner, by the way, Jennifer Correa, she's going to be on with us at 9.30. She's scheduled to talk about the first day of hurricane season. But now they're watching a wave, a blob. You know, earlier this morning when I came in, I looked at both of you and I said, is it just me or why is the Hurricane Center sending a plane into this blob into the Gulf of Mexico that they said has no chance of developing? Now they say 50% chance it's going to be a tropical depression. Now here's the thing. It's up near like... Almost, clo- It's closer to Louisiana than it is to us right now. Okay, It's in the middle of the Gulf. It's going to come directly south, go around the Keys, and then go out to the ocean. And as they say, as it comes further south, it's going to run into inclement conditions and break apart. But they're saying it's going to bring a lot of rain to us. And I'm looking at this thing going, how big is this blob? It's like in the middle of the Gulf. The Gulf's very large. 
And they're saying we're going to get a lot of rain from it. It's a rainmaker. So that's all it is. But just you know, the, the be th- as it goes further south, the you know, not so great for you know, uh, as it comes south, it's right. not so great for us, and then Fort Lauderdale and Miami Dade and the Keys. But it's hopefully it, it moves quickly and it's out of the way, and maybe you'll see some sunshine this weekend. Probably will. Jennifer will talk about this. Jennifer Correa at nine thirty, but I guess they're predicting. Uh, this was interesting. I thought they called it a near normal. They usually say above normal storm season. What's near normal? I'm going to ask her. I don't know. And we got El Nino. Yeah, and what's the impact of that? And you made an excellent point about an hour ago about this particular hurricane season. It is different than all others because, you know, we're all about the prep and not the hype. But, you know, who's going to get the most hyped? New people to our state. There's more than ever who have never been through any of this. They're going to be the most nervous. And you can't blame them. And if you moved here from New York... And your only experience with a hurricane was that Hurricane Sandy. You're thinking, oh, my God, am I going to get flooded like it happened in New York City? Right. Or you saw the damage that Ian caused last year along the West Coast. I mean, that was a horrific storm. Uh, The worst thing that that happens here in Florida is storm surge. And if you're from, like, Ohio or Michigan or you're, uh, you know, upstate New York or you're inland, you have no idea what a storm surge is. True. So these are things that, you know, you you will soon learn about. But a storm surge is like you take the ocean as it stands and you move it inland a mile and you just dump it. So it's like, you know, seven feet of water gets dumped in your backyard. That's that's a good description of it. That's about what a storm surge is if there is one. So but again, we have to get a hurricane first. So but it's going to be a lot of for people like Jennifer Correa, it's going to be a big education year for a lot of new people this year, which is I bet. Yeah. Then they always have those hurricane preparedness yeah. seminars that they hold, and they have hurricane things. And you, and and I'm sure if you called them up or you go on their website or our website for that matter, we're going to have all kinds of hurricane stuff. So I'm you'll be sure. all set. Information, not hype. All right. Well, uh, we got feisty DeSantis yesterday. No, he needed to be feisty. He did. It, it's good. It was good timing. It, it. I don't know. It took Iowa to bring it out of him or some consultant. Or he just listened to you yesterday in the app and uh, heard you <laughs> d- railing on him for not being feisty enough. Well, I said he didn't have that je ne sais quoi. He's no. He's no Donald Trump. He tries to. He, he even his new slogan is what is it? Make America Florida or whatever the heck it is. You know, or make America better or what? It, he's even stealing Trump's lines. It's like if you want to be Trump 2.0, you better get the charisma that goes along with it. You got to be more than the cover band. Yeah, it's 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 or he doesn't have a shot. I don't know who asked the question out there in Iowa, but it was a perfect tee up shot for him. It was perfect. And he had a really good response. I think even Trump somewhere is listening to this going, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, I mean, I'll blast him for it, but that's pretty good. So this was uh, this was the full deal. So you talked about uh, changing your tone a little bit with former President Trump. I don't believe you mentioned him here by name tonight. But does this mean you're going to be a bit more aggressive with campaigning against him? So, look, going I'm going to respond to uh, attacks. I mean, if if you say Cuomo did a better job with COVID than Florida did, first of all, that's not what he used to say. This is like new, like six months ago, he would have never said that, right? He used to say how great Florida was. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship. Are you kidding me? Um, it's pretty good. That was a really good line. He should keep that and put it in one of his commercials, actually. Side note, is he keeping the, uh, the vest? He wears that everywhere. Mm. You know how little things matter in these stupid campaigns. You know what? It, it, it's, is that his look? It's a professional look. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I it's, didn't even know guys still wore vests. He's got the comforter vest and the, I don't know, yeah. it's his thing. I don't know. Uh, Whatever. I don't know. It is what it is. You know who else was there who's good? Really good speaker? Casey DeSantis. Yeah, I like her. 
I mean, this was really good. But you know what? Even though he faced unrelenting attacks, he never backed down. He never cowered. He never changed. He never took the path of least resistance. You know in watching in execution that he fights and stands and defends what is right. Can you tell that she was a TV person? Yeah, she's really good. She, she kind of like, well, Carrie, was it Carrie Lake? She was similar to that because she was a TV person. But true, it's going to come down to, when it comes down to Trump or, or DeSantis, if it, it ends up being those two, their wives are going to be critical. And she's far better than Melania purely because she speaks. Mm-hmm. Melania tries to stay in the background somewhere. So Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, it should be interesting to see. I would expect after all this a very strong and probably a very good version of Trump coming from Iowa later in the week. And what else he has to say. Because he's got to fight back against this. They're bubbling up, percolating a story about Trump supposedly on tape admitting about the documents. So they're pushing that one again. Okay, let me ask you this. And we've had this conversation even in the room, and, and Diener brought it up. It was the first thing I thought of. How do we know it's Trump? With AI, because we we know yeah. now from experience that we've heard from police officers uh, across the country that all it takes is somebody who has an AI program and knows what they're doing. They can take three words from anybody, and they can make that into a whole conversation. So it, See, that's it, true. So it, I don't know. You know, you you can't tell me you don't have a billion words from Trump because as president, I mean, or any time he ever spoke, who who's to say that's him? Number one. Number two. Why would he sit there and say, "Oh, I got documents, secret documents. I'm going to sell them." Uh, that's so stupid. Allegedly. Now you're wondering where this came from. So there was an aide to Mark Meadows. Remember him? Yes. Who record apparently was recording everything. I'm telling you, man, it's the people around Trump that caused the problems. Recording everything for Meadows' memoir. Okay. She's claiming that she's got this on tape and has turned it over to the Department of Justice. Okay. That you know, you know, there's no real rules for this. It's never set in stone exactly what you can take and what you can't as president. Or right, let me ask you this: as a joke, I look at you and say, "Yo, Bill, you know what? I'm going to take home this equipment here in the studio, start my own radio station at home." Wink, wink, nod, nod. We've known people who've done that. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I say that in jest, okay? Right. As a joke, and then somebody records it, not knowing who I am, not knowing what it, the the whole conversation was about, and goes and gives it to the boss, and she comes in and says, "You're stealing the equipment." She's going to know I'm not stealing the equipment. I come on, you can turn any conversation into something negative. Even if it does exist. I don't believe a damn, a damn bit of this. What if he says, I was kidding? That's all you got to do. Well, you know, misunderstood. I, I, this just, I don't know. Bombshell audio. I don't think so. Okay, so what about, what about the bombshell laptop of yeah. Hunter Biden? And nothing ever happened with that. And you have proof. That's proof. I mean, come on. It's 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 great for them and, and not ridiculous. What is it? Great for you, not for thee. How do you say that? R- Whatever it rules is. Rules are for thee and not for me. That's it. Thank you. All right. Enough of that. We've got uh, we've got some real heroes to talk about. The National uh, Spelling Bee wraps up tonight, baby. This is interesting, though. It's not going to be. Usually, it was on ESPN, but they're not going to carry it. It's Ion Ion TV. Yeah. It says uh, 8 p.m. Ion and bounce. What's bounce? <laughs> Come on. What the heck is bounce? You're, at, you're asking me I don't these know. questions? Uh, they're down to 11, by the way. Really? Out of, uh, which began Tuesday with 231 contestants from all 50 states. And now they got 11 kids left. 11 Holy kids. Cow. Good along, for them. Along with the trophy, winner takes home a $50,000 cash prize. Jeez. 
reference book collections from Merriam-Webster. They still there have they them. Go. They still and have they them. And they do. They give them the Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> I told you they got an encyclopedia. <laughs> still, oh, they, my God. Because they had about you know 50 sets they still had to give away. <laughs> and an engraved plaque. Well, that's to nice. hang in their school. The hell with their school. I'm putting that in my bedroom. Yeah, come on. After all the work I did, sure. There you go. But they get, is it $50,000? It's cash, right? They get to take? They say it's a cash prize. That's good. At least they get 50 grand. That's a lot of money for an 11 year old. It's a lot of money for a 50 year old. Never mind an 11 year old or a 12 year old. That the parents will immediately take. Yeah, hello. How you been? It's mine. I, 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 you know, and hopefully they put it away for a college fund or some kind of fund for the future. I, these are kids that are exceptional. Come on, let's be honest. My children are never part of the National Spelling Bee. No, no. We didn't. I don't think my kids ever did a spelling I've never done a spelling bee. And I'm surprised because you spell really well. I, I, how many times a week do I say, Bill, how do we spell? Is this right? And I, I ask you all the time because you really are very good at it. Well, it's funny because we look at words sometimes. Sometimes you know when a word just does not look right. It's spelled right. It's just when you're typing it out, it doesn't look right. I asked, asked you this morning how to spell something. I forgot what the hazard. It's like a two Z's in it. Remember? The road hazard. That is two Z's or one. Right. You were like two. Thank you. That was from our Dukes of Hazard story, yeah. which is still incredible. Still blows me away. It's a, mostly a visual, but we'll have the report on it where this, <sighs> of course, Florida girl uh, hit the ramp that, thank God, was down of a tow truck near Valdosta, Georgia. Hit it perfectly. <laughs> And, and went up into the air and sailed 120 feet. How fast do you think she was going? She had to, and had to, those things are not wide. I know it. I mean, you watch, you know, if you're ever behind one of those car carriers, oh as I call them, you see how skinny they are. And this chick was flying. Wow. I mean, it was like the perfect, it was the perfect combination. Wow. I'll tell you all about it. That and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The South Florida Morning Show. Looking at Thursday. Welcome to June 1st. Holy cow. That happened so fast. There's Jen. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Again, uh, a little over 10 minutes away, 9.30. We're scheduled to talk, just past 9.30. Scheduled to talk to Jennifer Correa, meteorologist from News Channel 5. You hear her almost every day here doing the updates. Little information on hurricane season. So they're watching the blob <laughs> south of us, which is invest whatever the heck it's called. But that's going to be a rainmaker. But we've got another blob that's coming to Florida. We yeah, we do. This is actually a little, I don't know, it's a little scary. It's a seaweed blob that may have, may have flesh-eating bacteria. Before long, the nation and then the world could fall before the blood-curdling threat of the blob. Wow. Um, that, mo- that movie scared me to death. That was the original. 56. Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen was in that? How'd they sign Steve McQueen to do the blob? That was before he was really famous. That's, that has That's to be why he was. he was a kid. But Holy a massive cow. swath of seaweed made headlines for its disruptive 5,000-mile length. May be littered with flesh-eating bacteria, according to FAU. Okay, this is kind of scary. But we talked about this maybe a month ago because they spotted it from, like, the International Space Station. Oh, it's been coming. It's been But I thought it was going to hit the West Coast. It's going to hit the East Coast now? They think. Well, I don't know. Because it may break up, too, you know, and then spread off. So how—, how It's it's composed of sargassum? Sargassum? Sargassum seaweed? I don't know. Seaweed. But here's the deal. This is the weird part. They found that plastic materials encompassed within the seaweed could be harboring a potentially dangerous bacteria known as Vibrio. A perfect pathogen storm, they're calling it. So, in other words, stop throwing your crap in the ocean. So the man-made plastic is wow. creating this problem with the, man, with the nature-made seaweed. Isn't that weird? Well, it's probably breaking it down, and whatever the breakdown is is what's causing this, this what is it called? Whatever it was. I believe Vibrio? it's Vibrio? Vibrio? Vibrio. 
Okay. They say FAU says the problem's not with the seaweed itself, but the plastics wrapped up in it. Okay, so it, ha, ha, if you like swim in it or you walk through it, does the does does this stuff get on you and it starts eating away at your body? Um, does it say? That's kind of scary. I mean, you could ingest it, I guess. That's bad. No good. Okay. Vibrio targets both plant and animal hosts can survive in environments with little nutrients. Oh, great. The way they write this up is horrifying. I know what they make it sound like. It's the blob, that movie. <laughs> I know. So now, you know what? You know what this does to me, though? If I'm at the beach now and there's seaweed, I think, oh, it's got flesh-eating bacteria in it. Well, I mean, yeah. And I'm going to stay away. Well, I don't like well, seaweed not, anyway. You also don't go to the beach now. Well, that's because there's sharks. But they're all going north, as of yesterday, because we found right. out they're all over in New Jersey and in New York now. Right. Let them stay there. Um, I No, I, I, I... And usually... And at least most of the beaches I go to, they clean them up pretty quickly. Yeah, they do. So if there is, but is there, I have so many questions. I think this calls for, we're going to have to make a call to FAU and talk to somebody who I did think this you're study. Right. I think you're we right. We really because do, because it's be- beach life is a big part of what we talk about here. I, I Because there are so many questions. Is it dangerous to the person who's driving the, you know, side by side or the ATV that's picking up the seaweed? And then after they put all the seaweed in a big pile... What do they do with it to make sure it's not going to contaminate anybody if it does have flesh-eating bacteria? Because you it? wouldn't want to burn it, would you? Uh, well, I don't know. Does it become then an airborne pathogen? I don't know. Uh, probably not. I would assume burning it kills it, but that's besides the point. Uh, and what do they do with it? Do they send it to incinerators at the like you know waste I management? Used, I thought they used to just dry it up in the sun, but I don't know if this is different. I don't know. Interesting. See, we have so many questions. We have more questions than answers for you. Just and, know the blob is coming. Yeah, and it's well. And the question is, how do you know the difference between regular seaweed and the blob seaweed that could be you know eat, bacteria eating flesh stuff? Right. Or flesh eating bacteria. The right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> so yes, we need to find somebody from FAU to call us <laughs> and put them on the air to answer all of our questions and possibly part of this. We're going to have Jen eat seaweed on the air. You nuts. It's a delicacy. In your world of delicacy. <laughs> it's, it's skeevy in my world. That ain't happen. I don't even walk in it. Never mind eat it. You know, you can buy it at the fancy food stores. You can buy seaweed? I'm pretty sure. Really? You can eat it at re- restaurants. You know what? When I was a little girl, my grandmother used to make dandelion salad. Literally, she would go out in the backyard and pick dandelions. I thought they were poisonous. So did I. Oh, I think she was trying to tell you something. (laughs) We have no room for that girl. I swear. Yeah, I know. That was the only one. (laughs) I I swear to you, we used to have dandelion salad. It was really good. She did something to it. My my grandmother also chased my lamb around the house with an axe all the time, telling me she was going to kill it and eat it. Well, listen, you live through the depression, things start looking a lot better for you. My grandmother was pretty cool. Though. Right. She was a great cook, but uh, she never did get a hold of the lamb. You sure there were dandelions? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm almost positive, Bill. Right. I'm almost positive. Right. I'm not the only one. No. I don't know. I'm just saying. Never had dandelion salad, huh? Uh, no. No. Okay. Well, we've had seaweed salad. You, 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 I've you, never had you, it. You're guffawing at me over here like, you know, I have a problem with dandelions. You're eating seaweed. <laughs> Jeez. Look what just popped up. What? Uh, super listener Liz. Yeah. Hi, Liz. Uh, she texted through the app. Good morning, Jen, Bill, and Diener. It's Liz again. Hi, Hi Liz. Hey. Seaweed used for making sushi. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Nori is delicious. It's crunchy when you first bite in. Oh. Into a sheet of it, and then it's a little chewy when it gets damp. I told you. Liz knows what's up. Blackish green stuff mm. wrapped around the sticky rice. I forgot mm. about Used that. in the sushi rolls. I know exactly what she's talking See? about. See? 
Wow, but is it, but Liz, that's not the that's not the seaweed you find on the beach, is it? Not yet. Wait till they start uh, clean out the plastic. You'll be good. <laughs> I want to send Jen to the beach, and I will video. I, I will record this as she picks up seaweed and just tries to eat it. Could you imagine? I'm not eating seaweed that I find on the beach that could very just, well have you know flesh eating bacteria in it on top of it now. Just raw seaweed. Oh, you with go bacteria. eat the raw seaweed. No, You're no, low no, man no, on the totem that. pole over here, buddy. And I gotta be me. They say it's quite delicious. Oh yeah, sure. Someone Enjoy has to record it in your it? backyard. I have to record you. I think it's at Whole Foods. Record this. <laughs> just saying, ain't happening. Oh, they, they, Liz says they bought a 24 count at Costco. Really? You got go to Costco, don't you? Oh God! I <laughs> ah, see. And Dandelions, thank you, Jane. She, boy, I love this app. Jane just chimed in. Dandelions are great for your health. Yeah. How do you like that? Trying to bump somebody off. I tried dandelions before. <laughs> Did you really? They're pretty bitter. And like, yeah, a, you were out um, in the field as a child picking them and eating uh, them. Ooh, what's this? <laughs> and like, you know, the health food drinks and all that oh, stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it it just tastes like straight grass. It's very bitter. Yeah. I remember that. But my grandmother used to do something to it. I don't know. It was remember always how, good. You would get like tackled into the ground playing football or something. You're just playing out in the yard with friends and you would just get a mouthful of grass. That's what dandelion tastes like. I just remember the, <laughs> but if you see, got it like on your, your pants playing out in the field, that's like, you couldn't get dandelions out of a yeah, yeah, they're stain. Very, but dandelions up north are different than dandelion, dandelions down Really? Here. Yeah. Yeah, we we had we we had like fields of dandelions. Dandelions down here are like Venus flytraps. <laughs> <laughs> they eat you. <laughs> they bite you. <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> I'm oh, just no. saying, it's like the grass is different in in New England. It's nothing like the grass down here. Yeah, and it lives for two months, and that's it. Yeah, but it's it it's fun to walk in barefoot. It doesn't hurt your feet. Like here, grass gets crunchy when it dries yeah. out. It doesn't do that. In, at least in Rhode Island, it didn't. So, okay, now I digress. I'm going back to my childhood. I tell you, in our show notes, I didn't see us having a dandelion salad discussion. <laughs> or a seaweed one. Well, we oh, knew Liz the blob was back. coming, though. <laughs> Liz says seaweed that people eat doesn't look anything like the seaweed found in the Atlantic there Ocean. You go. See? Thank you. See? Well, where's it coming from? I don't know. Ask Liz. Liz, where's it coming from? You can answer another question. Poor Liz. She's like our go-to chick this morning. I know, I, I'm questions. sorry, Liz. You're now going to be identified as our seaweed expert. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we needed one. So Okay. The seaweed that people eat doesn't look anything like the seaweed found in the Atlantic Ocean. Yuck. Okay, so she's right. It's, it's a different kind of seaweed. We're going to have to. I, seriously, we need to talk to somebody from FAU about this, though. Yeah, I agree it really with it you. could affect tourism if this blob is like Dina, that means you could do your job over there. <laughs> well, well, we'll call them. We'll see. We'll see we'll what track happens. Somebody down. All right, we got to get out now because we got to make room. Yeah, that's the yes. plan. Oh, for Getting Jennifer Correa. Clearing the runway for Jennifer Correa, expert meteorologist from News Channel 5. She's going to tell us about uh, hurricane season and all that stuff from the local angle. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. We're also implementing a new hurricane forecasting system or hurricane modeling system that's going to introduce a couple of new models that we'll be looking at to improve our track and intensity forecast which is good news the south florida morning show news talk 850 wftl there's jen there's diener i'm bill and uh that was dr michael brennan director now the national hurricane center talking about the new technology more importantly we're more excited for the local angle you hear her almost every day given our uh, local forecast from news channel 5 expert meteorologist jennifer correa First of all, we're very, very happy to have you on because, well, we think you do a great job. And also, it's the first time we've had a chance to talk to you. Welcome. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk to you guys, too, because uh, this is my first time talking to both of you. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. You know what? In in, in terms of WPTV and, and the weather team, are you like the newbie on the, the force there? <laughs> I am. I definitely am. I started in January, the beginning of the year. Uh, literally, my first day was December 31st, but I wasn't on the air yet. I think we went on. I went on the air maybe two weeks into the year. Um, so yeah, I'm a newbie, but, but you <laughs> but knew not a newbie. Oh, sorry. Not a newbie to South Florida. No, not at all. <laughs> I was going to say 10 years experience in South Florida and Jennifer, you know, probably better than anybody. It's a, it's a particularly interesting year, isn't it? Because we've got so many new Florida residents, something we talk about all the time. People have just moved to our area. So for a lot of people, you know, that watch you every day and listen to us every day, this is their first season. So, you know, the education part of it's a big part of what you're doing this time around. Oh, definitely. Yes. You know, awareness, uh, staying aware of, you know, what you need to do in order to prepare, uh, what the, to make a plan for, you know, your hurricane survival kit or what, you know, people that live in evacuation zones, uh, it's so important to learn if you live in an evacuation zone now. So, you know, when the time comes, if there's a storm coming, you yeah. know what you need to do. Uh, that's very important, the education, awareness and preparedness. Yeah, we've had the conversation earlier this morning, Jennifer, you know, if we've all lived here a number of years and the only advice I would ever give anybody as far as in the evacuation, if they tell you to get out, get out. Yeah. Because if something Absolutely. goes wrong, they can't come rescue you, right? Right. So especially, okay, so the mandatory evacuation, that's mandatory. Because uh, you, your life is put in danger as the storm makes landfall and uh, most most of the evacuation zones are along the coast but there are a few inland yep. i want to point that out by lake okeechobee but uh, the reason the reason why it's mandatory is because okay storm surge is going to be significant uh when the storm is happening when that storm surge is rising that first responders cannot go out there they'll have to wait till after the storm or at least when conditions are starting to get better or improve. So that's one, that's like the main reason, you know, besides the fact that this is going to be a dangerous storm surge, but the other reason is the fact that no one can go help you Mm. uh, when you need the help. And we saw, we, you know, I know it's been a few years since Katrina, but that happened during Katrina. Yeah, no doubt about it. It can happen, you know, very little warning, in fact. And they're saying, I guess, heading into yeah. this season where we're, we're starting it now, 12 to 17 name storms. But there's also this factor. And if you can remind us, because I always forget about it, they're saying El Nino is a factor again this year. Is that good or bad? Yeah. So typically, typically El Nino is good, meaning the Atlantic hurricane season will be less active. The reason why is because it creates stronger upper level winds that are coming from the west Mm. now the pacific the pacific uh side they get they get very warm sea surface temperatures along the equator now hear me out because this year's a little different because we're going to el nino we know that by probably by july august but the sea surface temperatures are still abnormally hot they are higher than average so um 
looks like El Nino is this time around might might not be giving us that advantage that we thought because of the sea surface temperature. So that's why NOAA put that range 12 to 17. On mm-hmm. average, we get 14 named storms. But the 12 to 17, they're saying, okay, this could be near average or just above. They don't want to call for below um, because of that factor, the sea surface temperatures. Once El Nino arrives, Jennifer, does it stay? Like, will it be here next hurricane season or is it? Yeah, it could potentially. I think what's going to happen with El Nino, it'll stay through at least the winter months, so the dry season. And what that does, that also changes our pattern during the dry season. We tend to be Mm. wetter. We, yeah, so we will if it sticks around, which that's the thinking, it will potentially be a wetter, dry season going into, you know, 2024, um, which because of wetter conditions and more clouds, it tends to keep our temperatures cooler during the, the what's supposed to be the dry season, right? Right. Um, yeah, so it'll stick around, and it could stick around into next year. We had three about three years of La Nina, and... Uh, you know, 2020, 2021, those two years, oh, super active. And last year was was close to average, but to me, it was still active. Mm-hmm. They talked about, yeah. we opened up this segment, Jennifer, from the National Hurricane Center, talking about, as they've had for the past few years, every single year, they get better at predicting storms and forecasting because of these new models that they have. But right. that direct, that's not just the Hurricane Center. I mean, that directly affects everybody national networks and even you because you 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 have full access to those tools as well that's great news isn't it it is uh so over the years uh, over the decades uh, the the forecasting of the track has become definitely much better of course there's these little wobbles that make a difference towards uh, the end of when when the hurricane is approaching landfall sure it does make a difference but the the track that cone is pretty good uh the one thing that's harder to forecast and maybe it's gotten a little better but it's not we're not there yet at our best is the intensity forecast mm. and intensity is very difficult uh because you know, let's say right now we're watching that system in the Gulf. It's so weak. So the models aren't sure how to go with it. They they don't have a certain value right now because there's no center of circulation. So when the hurricane is stronger or the tropical storm is stronger and better organized, you do tend to have a better intensity forecast. But with that said, we've seen it time and again. Michael, if anyone can remember a few years back, Michael hit uh, the the Gulf Coast right, right. around Panama City, and it intensified within just a few hours right along the coast there. Um, it became a major hurricane within hours. Right. It was, it was a Cat 5, wasn't it, Michael? It became a Cat 5. Wow. But I remember the forecast cone before that, days before, wasn't showing that. And that's, that's where, you know, we still have to work on is that intensity forecast. And hurricane, that's why hurricane hunters go out there, too, uh, because they can go in the storm. They can drop these sensors at different points. They can determine, you know, is there a cir- uh, center of circulation at the surface? Uh, what are the winds uh, around the eye or the center? What are the winds on the outside, on the feeder band? Uh, and knowing those exact current conditions, they are put straight into these forecast models, 
And as soon as they get that, the forecast models will update and get better um, knowing those current conditions. And also, uh, like I said, when it's better organized, the system is better organized, you get a better and more accurate forecast, especially with intensity. Okay, I got so. one one other question for you, okay? And, I'm gonna, and it's going to be A or B. <laughs> Which is better, <laughs> the cones or the spaghetti models? Oh, you're, this is, this is uh, <laughs> dangerous territory uh, now. I know no. this is controversial. <laughs> yes, I say the cone because... Spaghetti models are very uh, confusing. Um, you know, there's so many out there. There's spaghetti models that uh, are called uh, ensembles, and what they do is they average out all the spaghetti models. And so, but they, people, you know, you need more education to really understand what the spaghetti model is saying. And I always go with the cone. Remember, the cone, it gives you that. Um, that possibility that the center could be on the edge of the cone, could be in the center of the cone, or on the other edge of the cone. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, the whole state. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly, the whole state. So we, you know, National Hurricane Center forecasters, they tell us, like, they are very, uh, you know, they are very persistent in telling us and the public, don't focus on the center of that cone. Uh, so I prefer the cone because that way people – are, you know, preparing, at least preparing and choosing the side of caution. Which is always good. Which is always good. I only know one yeah. thing. We, we are honored to, that you're part of our team here at WFTL. You do a great oh, job at News you. Channel 5. <laughs> we're, we're big fans. Just one last thing, because you were, I think it was yesterday, yeah, yesterday or the day before, you were actually up in our building. You know, next time you stop by, you can yes. come in here too, you know. Yeah, you, you went to all right the by. other stations. <laughs> I think I waved at you guys, and I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you were guys on the show. We should have just gone in there. That's what yeah. James, James, our promotions manager here, he's like, oh, I'm sorry we didn't. He mentioned that yesterday. He's like, we should have just walked in. I'm like, yeah. Just bust so in. Everybody I'll else does. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll have to pass by again. Yeah, You'll absolutely. Have to, we know Dean scared you off. That's yeah, okay. No, that, that happens. <laughs> no, no, no. Jennifer Correa, uh, WPTV meteorologist, News Channel 5. Thanks so much for your time. As always, we'll be checking in with you again, I hope, during uh, hurricane season. Hopefully we don't have to, but we would just like to. I Hopefully know. there's no storms to even talk about, but thanks for what you give us. Oh, thank you. No, you're welcome, and thank you for having me. All right, take you care. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. Talk to you Bye. soon. Well, she's, uh, she's awesome. Well, she's great. Hey, uh, coming up next, not a lot of time, but we'll wrap up with this. Why are Taylor Swift fans getting amnesia? I saw this. Really? It's, a, it's an epidemic, Jen. It's a swifty wipeout is what it is. <laughs> Get that in some headlines next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen. There's Diener. I'm Bill. We were just talking about uh, off the air, actually, putting together the final touches. Press send. Press enter. Diener did on the Morning Show blog. We have to put the Dukes of Hazard moment on there. It's like, it's like a car blog today. It's the Dukes of Hazard chick, a Florida girl. Uh, going airborne. It's <laughs> I, unbelievable. It really, I, I mean, if you just think of all the things that had to be right for this particular situation to take place. First, she was in a lane she shouldn't have been in because they were trying to clear an accident. She hits this tow truck that had the ramps down. Had it been up, had they been up, she probably would have died instantly running into the back of this tow truck. She goes airborne, flies through the air at 120 feet. I mean, flying, flips over and lands on top of another car. Uh, of the same car. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, two <laughs> Ultimas. Uh, she, she, unfortunately, suffered serious injuries, and she's still in the hospital. I mean, hopefully she's going to live. And we don't know, but 
I, it, just to watch this whole scene unfold, it's incredible. And the reason you see it all is there's a cop working an accident with a body camera on. He hears this noise, he turns around, and he catches the whole thing. It's like, it's incredible. The odds of that happening, first of all, that the ramp was down. And there at was the no right other angle. car on it at uh, the right angle. She hit it at the right speed, at the right length. If if that thing was closed, it would have been a horrific accident. Oh, it would have been horrible. It was bad enough. But yeah, so could have been worse. And that, and then the other one is another stupid woman drove in. And I am, I'll say it. She was stupid as well as the other person who drove into this same boat ramp in in Hawaii. The GPS is sending people. I don't know what they're looking for. A restaurant? I don't know what it is. They're both. They both were tourists. One happened a couple of weeks ago. One just yesterday. They drive down a boat ramp into the water with vehicles, and then they realize, "Oh, I'm floating. Oh, my vehicle's sinking. How dumb do you have to be? I'm so, sorry." So our blog has a theme. It's idiots in cars today. <laughs> Come on. In all honesty. My kids would know. Your kids would know. You're going well, down a boat ramp. I would hope they would. You know, come on. When when does common sense prevail here? Oh, my my phone told me to drive into uh, the ocean, so I'm going to. I think these both of these women are looking to sue the GPS company, whoever it was, Google Maps or whoever it was they were following, Waze, and, and they needed new cars. No so they figured if I drive it into the ocean and play stupid, <laughs> I'll get a new vehicle. I hope they don't get new vehicles because they're too stupid to drive. Unbelievable. Anyway, I'm off my rant. I'm sorry. In other news, we didn't yes. get to this yet. Oh, it's a real thing. What? The Eras Tour from Taylor Swift is known for many things. I never knew she had all those eras, by the way. Oh, unbelievable. So 52 dates, 20 stadiums, 10 albums, 44 songs. Jeez. Three-hour shows. Maybe that's not the takeaway. You know what it is? What? Taylor Swift amnesia. What? Post-era show amnesia is real, say the fans. What do you mean? <laughs> they forget the whole show? Yeah. Oh, that is such a crock. <clears throat> well, maybe they forget the show because they weren't watching it because they were looking at it through their stupid phones. Well, that's what I think it is. That's why. Which is also causing these, these stupid accidents we were talking about. It's hard to put together what you actually just witnessed, say the, the Swifties. <laughs> what? It's so overwhelming. Oh, and they dear. waited the anticipation, which is real, so long, and probably paid so much for the tickets. Ramondi paid just, so it's, much. It's overwhelming, and you can't remember the show. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say it's real. Oh, that is such a. I mean, okay. It, it, what band had that effect on you? Like you were dying to see him, and you not, finally get to really. Not, I remember all the shows I've ever been to, and yeah. I love the shows I've been to. I, I, one of the greatest concerts I ever went to, and you guys heard me talk about it. It's Elton John, the Beach Boys in Chicago, Schaefer Stadium. Yeah, it was before it even became Gillette Stadium. It was the Fourth of July. It was phenomenal. I can tell you every aspect of that concert, and that was years ago. Here's what one fan told the New York Post: If I didn't have the five minute video of my friends. Took a me jamming to Better Man. I probably would have told everybody it didn't happen. Oh, hush. <laughs> These people. <laughs> They're just looking for another reason to get another ticket to go see Taylor Swift again at 1000 bucks a pop if they're lucky. Experts say it's not a concert-specific phenomenon. It could happen anytime you're in a highly emotional state. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> I forget every show I do with you two. Yeah, that's by choice. <laughs> Talk about highly emotional. It exhausts the brain. <laughs> That's right. That's what it says. 
Do you know how There's much- biological and scientific evidence for why the body reacts that way. That's Taylor Swift amnesia is real. It is not. <laughs> it is not. Stop it with this nonsense. Science. It is not science. Science is time's out. Are we yeah, done? Get us out of Dieter's here. Dieter's got to go home, take a nap so we can watch the heat play tonight. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, I hope, they win. I hope yeah. they win for your sake, Dieter. Thank you. If not, we're going to be relentless tomorrow. See how it goes. We'll be back at 6 o'clock. You have a great day. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you tomorrow. Take care.